there's, I mean, if you look through or, you know, hear stories of like saints and sainthoods and how saints became saints and these supernatural, right? These outside of the understanding of our natural world. Yep. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, every, you know, religion is going to have some form of these supernatural experiences. Hi, my name is Leo WT and you have found your way to the Conversations Podcast. Conversations exist to create spiritually minded conversations about life. We desire to create safe space for dialogue and community. We desire to come together regularly and intentionally to generate conversations about life, belief, and the intersection of the two. Everyone is welcome at the what conversation. Is up, friends, it is Leo WT here. I'm playing this little game today with my computer because usually it makes me live before it pops up on my screen. And I didn't want a long period of awkwardness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I am Leo WT and this is Conversations and we are here to chat about an ever so interesting conversation that goes beyond binary spirituality and we're actually going to be talking about the intersection of Christianity and tarot. Now if you're anything like me, you probably thought of tarot and then instantly were like, yep, going to hell if I touch this. Um, and so, you know, as a recent development in my faith, I've realized that much like my own gender, things are not binary. Um, they're not always either or. As a matter of fact, they're very infrequently either or. And so I happened to find a local expert, rock star, tarot reader, intellectual, <laughs> spiritual guru. I don't know. Oh, actually, I heard that guru was not good to use because it was demeaning it people. Anyways, I apologize for my mistake. I'm always trying to be less privileged or to acknowledge my privilege. But um, this is my friend Elizabeth. And without me rambling anymore about white privilege, I'm going to let her introduce herself. <laughs> Hello, um, my name is Elizabeth Whitaker. Um, I am of Divination Station Tarot. I'm a tarot reader and intuitive life coach. Um, always studying, always learning myself how to... Um, deconstruct my privilege, deconstruct um, colonial, uh, colonialist views in spirituality, in witchcraft, in tarot, um, any of those things. So that is um, something that I always strive for as well. So again, we're going to make mistakes and it's always about learning yep. and disseminating in a gentle way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And there's, there's, I did an interview a couple of weeks back with a, a friend I've met um, from Buffalo. His name's uh, Alex, Alexander Wright, and he runs Legacy Farms in Franklinville and also the African-American co-op. Um, and our whole conversation, we didn't have a set definite like direction for it, but we ended up talking about how the idea of like privilege is not innately bad, but hoarding privilege is right. And so if we all used our privilege, we'd be in a better spot. So mm -hmm. That's a brief recap of my previous episode at any rate. <laughs> if, for, if you're watching and you want to find that, please see me on YouTube or Apple podcast. <laughs> awesome. Um, so let's, let's talk though, Christianity and tarot. Like I said, when I was growing up, man, um, Harry Potter was a no-no. Power Rangers were a no-no. There right. was no way we were having a conversation about tarot. So tell me, um, I was actually really interested that you had an immediate reaction about the you know, intersection of Christianity and hero. Tell me a little bit about that and maybe how you got here. Sure. Um, so a little bit about my background and spirituality, religion, all of that. 
Um, I pretty much say I was raised half-assed Methodist. Um, I love it. <laughs> as in, went occasionally with my dad, but didn't really, nothing really jive, nothing really like set with me. Um, my mom was raised Catholic. My grandparents were Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had that kind of um, ancestral yeah uh, from their family they were they were catholic from eastern europe yeah yeah almost like it's as much as a religion it's part of the cultural background as well Ye- yes yeah um so i didn't really grow up um too attached to any set uh belief system okay um and being a teen in the 90s the craft you know yeah. all of that so that kind of got me on the witchcraft path but it was all kind of wicca Mm -hmm. which is just as set and dogmatic as something like catholicism Mm, yeah so that didn't really that didn't really settle in with me because of that yeah um i like the the pomp and the circumstance and the the presentation, the visuals and how it feels and sounds and all of those sensory things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But for, as a personal practice, Mm -hmm. that was it. I couldn't practice it. Right. Right. So I was, um, I found tarot and other forms of divination appealing because it's a way to, you know, call on your spirit guides call on your guardian angels mm-hmm. um source and source b- capital s is kind of used in spiritual terms to encompass whatever okay. it is okay okay um, i um uh, in a similar vein i will be drawn to using the word spirit with a capital s right yes, that yeah. that kind of that amorphous thing that we're all talking around right yes. yeah okay so for me, it was a way to kind of pull that down, mm-hmm. kind of receive the message, synthesize it, and get it out in a way that people mm-hmm. can understand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, tarot is a tool, mm-hmm. um, tool of divination. Um, I do use the kind of pictures and the systems as much as I use my intuition. Okay, cool. Um, so that's kind of how I got into it. And okay. I always had a tarot deck with me. Um, I still have the same decks that I had when I, you know, was a teen. Mm. Um, actually this one I've had for over 20 years. Wow. Um, so that's kind of how I got to it. I would pull them out here and there. And over the past, probably six or seven years, I've been really studying more mm-hmm. and then started my own business with it probably close to coming under three years ago. So awesome. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, I think part of what intrigues me about um, tarot, right? Mm -hmm. And also, um, you know, I'm kind of like learning about Wicca, you know, witchcraft and stuff like that as well, which Mm -hmm. hopefully for those of you watching, that'll be coming up on a a forthcoming episode. So keep your eyes peeled. But for me as a person, right, um, I've had some experiences in my life that led me to believe that in fact, there was a spiritual realm um, that was always couched within my understanding of Christendom. But this weird thing has happened where, um, you know, sometimes Christendom is bullshit, 
And I'm going to say that. Uh, and I've come to my own understandings of that through immense theological study. So don't step to me. No, not just you, but like anybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, chat, I'll chat with you, but you're not going to persuade me any different because I've done the work yeah. and I got the letters and degrees. Um, but I also, while I felt this deconstruction of my view of Christendom, I still am a spiritually minded person. And when I say spiritually minded, I mean sensitive. Like I can feel things and tell things and know things um on an almost instinctual level and so that like that that evidence made me believe there was something more uh so that's that's part of it it's developing your the the clairs um in mediumship circles so the claire cognitions just knowing mm -hmm. you just know okay um claire audio okay you know you hear things okay you can have claire like olfactory tasting mm -hmm um sensation mm -hmm. knowing you know all of those things and what's that term claire mean um so think like claire audio it's coming through from somewhere got you okay cool so it, it, different language or... clairvoyance. clairvoyance so think okay. clairvoyance is okay. kind of got it a more like a prefix yes yes okay, it's cool, a prefix cool. for like knowing seeing tasting smelling hearing okay from beyond our known physical realm right. beyond those beyond those five yeah. senses we have yeah okay cool yeah so i've always felt them and um that's one of the biggest things that keeps me firmly in like the theist or agnostic camp um you know i've had some awful experiences with christendom that that could have pushed me away but this actual experience i had is what kept me and that's why i think i'm really interested to hear more um, about, you know, your expert thoughts on the intersection of Christianity and tarot. So when I think of that, I think of, you know, what Christianity is in its essence. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, if you look through or, you know, hear stories of like saints and sainthoods and how saints became saints and mm -hmm. these supernatural, right? These outside of the understanding of our natural world. Yep. They're everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, every, you know, religion is going to have some form of these supernatural experiences. Mm -hmm. And again, there's different takes and throughout, you know, his throughout history, you know, the, the, uh, opening of every essay ever, right. Um, right. <laughs> you know, you're going to have, you know, historical and like Joan of Arc just came to me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Joan of Arc this you know she supposedly heard voices that allowed her to lead her you know troop into battle and you know her and overcome obstacles mm -hmm. and i mean psycholo psychology aside you right know, right um i'm not anti-psychology by the way like right it's i think there's, there's a very diff big difference between like schizophrenia and people discerning something yes so and there and we'll never know right yeah, with right. with someone like her we'll never know right so you know there's instances of you know people hearing things and going for that in and it's it's it, it inspired her to you know lead her troops yeah there's actually now that you're saying that example of joan of arc i'm being hit with like a myriad of other examples mm -hmm. uh, because i took a, a class on um church history 
or history yeah. of the church. I, what, what, it's something of that. Sorry, I hope my professor isn't watching. I love the class though. Uh, intro to church history, right? And there's so many stories along the way. Um, what you could easily interpret like prophets in the Hebrew yes. Bible. Um, you could include prophets in the New Testament. And then you have kind of these... Um, these outliers like Christian mystics. Uh, there were people who got visions. There were people who got sensations. There were people who locked themselves in their, in a room for 35 years to just receive those visions and interpretations and devote their lives to them. I mean, Constantine had a vision. Right. Yes. And, and, you know what I mean? So there's definitely, now that you're saying this, I'm like, duh, Leo, you're dumb. There's a, a massive amount of evidence of this sort of connection. And again, it, it, and it changes with the times, right? Mm -hmm. How mm -hmm. things are viewed. Yep. You know, things like that were looked at with reverence mm -hmm. in the past and other times they've been looked at as, you know, tools of um, assassination, you yeah, know? Right. Like they're going to burn it, you at the stake or they're going to worship you. You got a 50, 50 chance. Right. Right. And it all just depends on where, where the church is at, where right. cultural, where culture is at. Right. Right. So right. Um, tarot, itself came into being um and there were in so the history of tarot if you read five different books you're going to get like five different little snippets about it so i'm going to try to include a bunch here okay um they were scenes of the bible mm -hmm. so and they kind of be, it was like a traveling card by card mm -hmm. telling okay. of stories okay and that kind of morphed um, the Visconti family in Italy actually was one of the first to have the major arcana, which are the first 22 cards, the big ones. Okay. And those cards were hand painted, hand illuminated, hand gold, the yeah. gold, the gold leaf. Yep. Yep. Of their family. Okay. So that was, that's kind of one of the first known assembled. Mm -hmm decks okay um they were used um to play card games tarachi okay um they were you you know one of the stories is they came from egypt and held egyptian mysticism and they made their way uh made their way west mm -hmm. and the romani people there's a there's a key factor with the romani people mm -hmm. and you know, of course, they have been said to be descendant from these Egyptian mystics. Mm, okay. um, and they have they use tarot. And okay. that was one of the ways that they would, you know, basically live. Mm -hmm. um, so it was used to um, divine, they would be, they would tell fortunes with them. Okay. Um, and at different times, the this was the Terra de Marseille was one of the first decks. Okay. So this deck is a little bit more, the art's a little bit simpler. Okay. Okay. The symbols and the symbology are recognizable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one, this deck uses color. Okay. For symbols. So the, the, the reds, the blues, the golds, um, and that the language of color, you know, has been used again in every culture, you know, mm -hmm. red is passion mm -hmm. and depending on the culture. Um, so th this was one of the first decks. Um, and I pulled 
so there's three main systems, I guess. Okay. So that one's Terra de Marseille. Okay. Um, originated in um, Italy and then to France and kind of morphed into this deck. Okay. Um, Rider Waite Smith, probably the most kind of typical that okay. we think of. Yeah, that um, familiar. Yeah. If you see tarot in a movie, it's probably this one. Okay. Um, and that was based on um, Arthur Waite, who was a hermetic thinker. Okay. Um, so he followed hermetic traditions. Okay. Um, golden order of the hermetic, hermetic order of the golden dawn specifically. Can you break uh, that down for people who might not know what hermetic means? Absolutely. So hermetic is it's studying, it's pulling within, it is studying of esoteric knowledge, bringing in ancient streams of knowledge and thinking about it and yeah. talking about it. So kind of, you know, associated with the word hermit, right? Hermit, so like yes. Looking yes. inward, yep. studying inward, ruminating within yourself. Okay, yes. cool. I just wanted to make sure I was understanding it correctly. Yes, that thank you, thank you, thank you for... Uh, I'll, I'll back anything up and, and um, it's good practice for me to be able to define. Right. right. Um, so, and it was illustrated by Pamela Coleman Smith. Okay. And I like to throw that in because she didn't get any credit when she was alive. Um, get it now. So throw that in. Yep. Um, so this is one of the probably most recognizable. Okay. Um, the other system is going to be the Thoth system or Toth system. Okay. And this was, um, this is kind of a mixture of Hebrew. Okay. So Jewish mysticism. Okay. Which is a whole nother, whole nother, nother. Jewish mysticism is so it's, cool. It's, yeah, it's a whole nother, nother. <laughs> I am working, I've been working on um, getting someone on to talk about that actually, so. That is awesome. And there is so much to say about that. Yeah. So with the, the tree of life and Kether and, you know, each spot of the tree of life is represented by cards and it's a lot. Yeah. So really cool. In this deck, each card has a, oh, a Hebrew, Hebrew letter. letter. Yeah, yep. yeah. So, and this was um, put forth by Alistair Crowley. Okay. And I'm sure, you know, anybody that studies the occult or um, religious studies, cult studies, anything like that, um, pop culture even. Um, Aleister Crowley is probably one of the, the top names to kind of deep, to open that door to deep dive. Yeah. So Aleister Crowley, if I'm remembering correctly, because the name is very much ringing a bell, is yeah. uh, connected with a branch of Satanism or just so, the, like, help me define. Yes. Right? So he, in that, he called himself the great beast. Okay. So it was um hedonism okay. more than satanism okay. okay um satanism as you know church of satan or you know any of those iterations came later that's what i thought i thought i was pretty yeah. sure there was a distinction between alistair crowley and the church of satan there was a, yes. a difference so but he did come from the order of the golden dawn uh -huh. which also william yates was a part of like all of these big names um Oscar Wilde, like all of these names were part of these societies. Okay. So kind of like secret societies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so he pulled away because it was just whatever. Yeah. Uh, they had wizard battles and like legit wizard battles. And so he set out, like he made this system. He pulled in 
the traditional tarot imagery, brought in Jewish mysticism, brought in astrology. So it's a really, it's a really dense deck, meaning there's a lot of levels to it. Right, right. Um, I don't personally agree with some of the things that Crowley did as a human. Okay. Um, and his legacy, if you want to call it that, um, does kind of live on in the, um, he created the, he didn't create it. Um, he popularized maybe propel. Yes. The, um, OTO, um, order Templi Orientis. Okay. Again, it's another secret society, ritual magic, high magic. Okay. Um, but he put out this system. Was he kind of a junk person? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. Like, okay, okay. Oh yeah, he was. He was misogynistic. He was. Um, we, he liked to refer to himself as the Great Beast. He gave himself that name. And he like embodied that and embodied that in okay. any way, shape, or form. So it was okay. basically like Edge Lord. He was yeah. basically so just yeah. unfettered hedonism yes. pleasure with no recourse no okay okay uh, once again these are all things yep. that could be yep. whole conversations so so, so those are the three main systems of tarot yep. does that mean um is there different kind of rules that go with them is there different cards like what's the difference so and i'm gonna i pulled a few just to kind of give examples um and the ones i wanted to pull on were um the the hierophant okay um otherwise known as the pope so yeah. again, we, ha we have that. <laughs> You're like, I think I have one in my office. <laughs> yes. So that is the, um, I put them somewhere. Of course I did. So those are the, oh yeah. So this is the original. Okay. So this is the actually called the Pope. Okay. So as a card, let me try to get that all in there. Yeah. Um, the Hierophant or the Pope is card number five. Okay. Five numerologically brings in a change, a transformation. Okay. So in the major arcana, which is called the fool's journey, you start off and eat, you make, you take steps in the journey. Okay. So each card of the major arcana is a step on that journey. Okay. So by the time, you know, it's so think basically the fool is kind of creation. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's that taking that leap of faith. Okay. It is starting on the journey. Okay. Then you manifest the journey. You, um, you create as you go mm -hmm. and then you have to put things in order. So the Pope follows the emperor. Mm -hmm. So the Pope brings, so we have these divine um, active and receptive energies. Mm -hmm. And then we come to the Pope who brings higher levels of thinking to society, mm -hmm. usually pictured in front of two um, accolades or students. Okay. So here is the Rider Waite Smith. Okay. So, I mean, you can see in this imagery. Mm -hmm. There is very clear Christian imagery. Very clear, yeah. Uh, yeah, like you cannot deny that. Mm -hmm. um, so the way he's even um, holding his his um, his hand, yeah, yeah, is yeah. you know communing. It, the idea is he communes with spirit, mm -hmm. brings the information down, and gets it to the 
the masses and then disseminates it yeah yes so when the when this figure shows up in a reading Mm -hmm. it is all about it's it's learning Mm -hmm. and teaching Mm -hmm. so the thing about tarot right it can be this or that if it shows up it can be it can be religion spirituality coming into that realization Mm -hmm. and five again five is a turning point Mm -hmm. it's going to change what's happened for beforehand Mm -hmm. um it's really interesting to me that like you said that it's actually uh, you said that the the alistair crowley deck was a pretty dense deck in terms of imagery but it seems like there's a there's a lot of imagery in the cards and it's it's not just one thing like there's a historical connection there's a a a chromatic connection there's Mm -hmm. um you know like all sorts of different there's a numerology connection there's the the jewish mysticism piece so there's there's really actually um a lot going on in the decks, right? Yes. Right. So when, and when you look and even, you know, using the stack for as long as I have, there are still things that will pop up mm-hmm. or when I'm doing, you know, a reading or I'm having a, you know, kind of an open tarot chat round table with people, people that have never read will sit down and be like, oh, that thing right there. And I'll be like, <laughs> right, right, right. There. Um, and so, you know, here we have the keys. Yeah keys to heaven, mm-hmm. you know, they, they are keys to the heaven, heaven, keys of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you, depending on your background, you're going to see different things. Mm-hmm. Someone that follows um, any of the Catholic traditions are going to look at that. And Catholic is of the underworld. Okay. I was just so, going to ask you, look at you, yes. you're already on it. <laughs> um, so Hecate, mm-hmm. um, a lot of uh, people follow um, Hecate, they're going to see keys mm-hmm. and they're going to think her in- influence and inspiration and the fact that the Pope is wearing red. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can look at the different, you know, the different colors. There's red flowers, there's blue flowers. There's also also of note, because um, I keep thinking, I'm actually thinking about 7,000 things right now. Yeah. Um, but I keep thinking about the fact that if you look, uh, something that I've learned as I grew beyond evangelicalism and, and I grew into a, a liturgical setting of uh, churches, um, mm-hmm. I learned, you know, I always thought I was supposed to be a pastor, but I never knew what it meant to be a priest. Right. So there's, there's some nuances there and yes. there's actually specific robes that the priests wear specific colors for specific times of the year, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, interesting. Right. And here is the Hierophant in the Thoth deck. Okay. So here there's so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is the one with the Jewish connection. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Oh man. Is that a Yod? I think that's a Yod. Yes. Yes. They are. I remembered something from Hebrew class. So, and those are actually show up in quite a few different cards. Okay. Um, they'll show up in the, I just passed one in like the aces. Okay. Okay. They'll show up in the tower. Uh, and it's, again, if a reader knows what that is, it uh-huh. adds whole other levels Yeah. to that card. Yeah, it sure does. So if you know what that is and you see, okay, well, there's just energy. Right bursting right 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 so yes that that is yod 
<laughs> you know what's so interesting to me is that um, liturgical churches, for those of you who don't know what liturgical is, please my, my turn to explain. <laughs> so um, evangelical is not a denomination. Um, my friend Christy said she did not like Hebrew class. <laughs> Hebrew is hard, bro. Is um, that's so funny, Christy, I just saw that. Um, it, it's so interesting to me uh, in terms of, of symbols, right, that the liturgical church really embraces symbols, whereas evangelicalism kind of disavows them. Evangelical, okay. for those of you who are watching, is not a denomination. It's actually a culture. Um, there's some really great research coming out about evangelicalism as a culture. I emailed author Kristen Dumay about her book, Jesus and John Wayne, where she outlines uh, the rise of, of uh, Christian uh, evangelicalism in America. So if you want to check that out, you can go back and check that out. But evangelicalism is more of a culture, and they're more of your Jesus is my boyfriend rock songs and their pastors wearing a button down or a t-shirt. Okay. That's kind of evangelical. Um, it's a branch of Christianity okay. and it would fall within Protestantism. Yep. Yep. Um, but also within Protestantism, you have like Lutheran, Episcopal, um, Presbyterian, those sorts of churches are liturgical. What liturgical means is there's a set program, yep. schedule, calendar, right? Uh, liturgical churches really, um, showed to me the beauty and fullness that you can have from collective symbolism. And what I'm noticing is that tarot in itself is not a religion. Right. It's a, it's merely like you said, a tool. And so I think it's interesting that a church that employs tools to display symbolism would try to disavow themselves from tarot when really it's a similar mechanism being used. Right. 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 And I'll show, um, so the, the, the counterpart in a way to the, the Hierophant or the Pope, mm -hmm. high priest in some cases is the high priestess. Mm -hmm. um, wow, so, you, you know those evangelicals don't like the women. I know. I just made a blanket <laughs> statement, but. <laughs> so and okay. in, in, the, in the major arcana, she is first. She is okay. before the Hierophant. She <laughs> so you're gonna see her okay so she yeah. is here yeah. she holds we'll just say a book for now yeah so, and she is by herself okay so in this stack the tarot de marseille she is la pepes okay i was gonna say i i was gonna ask if that was french and that that so that was the first one correct yep yeah. Another thing I'm noticing, and I don't want to break your flow of thought, but I did That's notice fine. that the first two decks that you showed relied heavily on primary colors. Yes. Uh, yeah. It didn't have secondary or tertiary colors from what I've seen. So just curious. Yes. And that has to do with, again, color symbology. Yeah. And really it's, I don't want to say it's oversimplified, but mm -hmm. it's definitely on that very you know blue is yeah it's kind of primal almost right yes yeah okay um, in the um rider weight smith you're gonna see a little bit more variety of colors yeah. but it's still gonna like light blue instead of dark blue right, like, right. you're gonna see you know yellow yeah still uh -huh. fairly um cohesive and tight yeah you know, in the yes um and the thoth deck um was also drawn by a woman lady okay. frida harris um, and she really took 
um, artistic liberty with shading and hues and just color palettes. So you can easily discern the suits by her color palette. Hmm, okay. Okay. <laughs> I love that there's so many women up in here. Like, yeah. <laughs> and this is the um, the Rider Waite Smith. This is the High Priestess. Okay. And I mean, I could sit here and I have um, talked for an hour just mm -hmm. about her, mm -hmm. her symbols. So the B and the J. I was just going to ask you. I know. <laughs> Boaz and Joaquin. Hmm. the towers um the the two towers of the temple of solomon mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it brings in all this bring it brings in the like keys of solomon and all of that there's a lot of there's a lot of mysticism surrounding that um you know the temple of solomon for those yeah. of you who aren't um, necessarily aware there is uh, different temples for different phases of Judaism, uh, not because the faith changed, but because the temple was destroyed. So part of the Hebrew Bible is this uh, recidivism and cyclic nature of um, Israel being attacked and their temple being destroyed and then it being rebuilt kind of. And so uh, the, the Temple of Solomon is one of those specific periods in the Hebrew Bible. So she is shown in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, she is, um, she is a conduit from the spirit to the physical. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So again, there's, there's symbolism here. She's got the equal armed cross. Oh yeah. And does she have the Torah under her robe? Yeah. Okay. All right. So she holds the wisdom. Uh -huh. She receives and holds the wisdom. Uh -huh. The high priest, his purpose will say mm -hmm. is to go out and deliver disseminate it okay yes her position is to hold mm -hmm. and hold space mm -hmm. and she will give the wisdom to those who come in and seek it Oh, there's so much there, especially when you talk about the idea of holding space and social justice work and the amount of work, especially by black women that is being done, you know, in terms of like holding that wisdom and how like how strong is the cultural understanding that we should be listening to, to women and black women in particular. Absolutely. And <laughs> I have um, I have been trying I've been expanding my my docs to include um uh women of color witches of color um intersectional um gender inclusive gender inclusive uh disability gen inclusivity mm -hmm. so i because these are very you know very cis pet yeah yeah they're, they're dated they they're came tight. out of a specific cultural context yeah and i am trying to pull in decks that show more inclusivity I love that. I love yeah. that. I was looking for decks um, online just out of curiosity. And mm -hmm. I, I I saw a couple um, that were, you know, intentionally queer. And Elle actually purchased one that um, is written by and for women of color. Um, and it came with a journal that you can use to, to track your progress as you learn. Uh, she actually got it at Barnes and Noble, which was random. Yeah. Uh, what deck is it? Of course. Uh, I, I want to say it oh. was the Black Girl Witches. But okay. I will, I will um, yeah. you later. And absolutely. And that is, you know, a whole thing of, you know, women of color mm -hmm. and individuals of color stepping into power in these circles. Absolutely. And 
this is a whole nother like hours of conversation, but, and you're going to see a certain faction of light workers or spirit workers mm -hmm. that are not receptive to that. So what you're saying is racism transcends category. Yes. That's deep. Um, That's real deep. <laughs> it, it really does. Um, it's, it's, it's whitewashing. It is um, tone deafness as far as, you know, hey, could you not use these words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you, could you not do this? This is not your practice. Yeah. Um, you know what's so interesting to me? Um, that when I think of, of cultures that just embody spirituality, um, unbridled spirituality, I almost always think of like African-based cultures, particularly more um, like like kind of tribal primal mm -hmm. cultures. Like there's a connection of spirituality there uh, yeah. with African individuals, and I, I I understand Africa is a continent. I'm not. I'm speaking of people it's, from the continent. I'm not speaking well, of the country. Um, the African. I always say this word wrong because it's one of those things that I've read before I, I heard Asura? it. Yes. Got you. <laughs> Got you. Thank you. Um, those cultures, the Yoruba, you know, the Orishas of the Yoruba are so connected mm -hmm. to the culture and to the land, the, the land, mm -hmm. you know, um, Yamaya and the ocean. And, you know, she is not just you know, say goddess of, she is right. The right. ocean. Right. And right. that is like, I got goosebumps. Like when I said that, yes. So <laughs> this is the stuff that happens that makes me believe there's yes. something physically happening or there's, there's yes. something happening, you know, uh, I just think it's so interesting that, um, I find such vibrancy and spiritual depth, depth, in uh you know african diaspora like religions um in uh caribbean religions right yes. like uh, like centuria and stuff in, yes. in, in oh yeah and i'm not saying i'm an expert on them please hear me on this but when i encounter that i get that same feeling in my gut that i get in a really intense worship service but so yeah. much of colonization has attempted to put white religion there and i don't even put spirituality there because i feel like a lot of um, what I see amongst white people, which admittedly white is an amalgamation, white does not exist, right? But people of European descent in particular, I don't see that depth of religion, uh, of, of fervor that makes it feel more spiritual than religious to me. Um, so I just think that's really interesting. Like it went, especially when we're talking about people of color and women of color yeah. and, and ableism and all of those things being called out, right? Mm -hmm. It would seem that a lot of spiritual communities um want to distance themselves from backgrounds that are innately spiritual known for their spirituality and when i encountered that i'll say within the past year yeah. <laughs> right when i've come up against that and encountered it mm -hmm. i i found it a little bit confusing mm -hmm. and absolutely off-putting mm -hmm. because you know my background um and anybody that i've encountered really either didn't bring it out not it didn't come up mm -hmm. um but in the past year it there have definitely been a few lines drawn mm -hmm. and people have taken a stand one way or another 
That's awesome. Um, I mean, I'm glad that it's coming to a conversational. Yes. Like there are groups on Facebook, um, which is against white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Um, There's one that's called like, it sounds, it sounds like your religion or spirituality is, I can't remember what the, what the, what the name of it was. And they removed me from the group. And I, I don't know if it's because I didn't, um, or appropriation. It sounds like your religion is spiritual, is a, is cultural appropriation. Mm. And I don't know if it's because I did not like engage enough. Right, right, right. Um, like there's another group. Oh, sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you. It's okay. There's another one, like actively, like, um, dismantling colonialism in which witchcraft and spiritual circles. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's awesome. so much about that. Would you do us all a favor and drop some links in the comment section at some point? Absolutely. I will. Absolutely. Um, so I do, I'll just a little bit here. Um, yeah, I am a tarot reader. Um, I'm also an intuitive life coach. I do both kind of at the same time. I use tarot as a personal reflective tool. Mm-hmm. I will use it as a tool to help my clients mm-hmm. kind of peel away mm-hmm. like ego yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, really get to the bottom of it. And mm-hmm. tarot is a beautiful language to do that in. Right, right. It's a visual. I have to ask you, so I'm going to ask you to drop all of your information in just a second, but we did have a question come in. I can't always keep track of questions, but I have one from a friend, a new friend I've made online, Gareth. Um, They said, symbolism has increasingly interested them. Do you see the religious scriptures of different religions and tarot as a similar door or gateway? Absolutely. Okay. Um, to me, like the way I, and this is just a glimpse at my, into my head, um, I kind of look at it as, you know, source or spirit is kind of this realm Mm -hmm. and we all pull from the same realm. Mm -hmm. There's different doors that lead into this hallway Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and wherever you come through that door is the same source. I am developing a similar systematic theology okay. which is actually a terrible word for it because systematic theology is so rigorous but i'm <laughs> developing a the an understanding of theism that very much aligns with that um there will be books to come let's just say yes right one yet but i and am um, actively learning that so it's um i mean to use a kind of uh noticeable or a recognizable phrase the collective consciousness mm-hmm. um young is problematic in his own ways mm-hmm. um but that's, in my view, collective conscious is where our stories as people come from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when they kind of come down to us, they come out in different ways, depending on your culture. Mm-hmm. So parallel myths, yes, right? Yes, yes. And it's... <laughs> I just got really excited. I'm sorry. (laughs) So it's all of this like bank Mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And we get there by different doors sometimes, but it's, you know, what's so interesting is a couple of weeks ago when I was in Puerto Rico, I actually did an interview with a friend of mine who graduated from the same conservative evangelical college that I went to. 
Um, and he's now a pastor in the United Church of Christ, which is much more open and affirming than the denomination of school we came from. Um, but he's preaching a series on the Gnostic Gospels. So he's preaching on non-canonized books uh, of the Bible. I'm just going to call them what they are, right? And his way into Gnosticism was the study of Jung. Um, so apparently I need to study Jung more because he's all up in this, bitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> um He's a little better than Freud as far as, you know, some of his views, but still very problematic. Still problematic in some ways. Yes. But he started some conversations but, that are still going. Exactly. And that cannot be denied. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. So to answer that question. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, I promised that I would send you out to your 6 p.m. appointment on time. Yes, thank you. Um, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to slide in a request that we maybe do another conversation because it seems like there's so much more we could talk about. Absolutely. Um, so I'll be in your DMs about that. Sure. Love <laughs> but it. Could, before we go, could you do me a favor and could you just shout out absolutely everywhere people can support you or connect with you? Yes. So I am Divination Station on Facebook. You can find me at Divination Station Tarot. Um, I am also on YouTube. Okay. So I have about 55 videos of me talking about tarot. <laughs> I love um, it. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm also on Patreon. I am developing content for that a little bit more. That's my focus. Okay. Um, and with that, you get um, tarot readings every month. You get access to my Discord channel, um, um, exclusive videos. I do lunar chats. So new moon, full moon, bringing everything together with that. Cool. Uh, but Divination Station Tarot is a great place to start. Right. Um, you can find me on there. All right, perfect. For everybody who is watching, I will make sure that that information is yes. placed in the show notes on in podcast form and in the comments or descriptions um, here and on YouTube for the videos. So uh, if you didn't know that, friends, we exist all over the place. Uh, we do live videos definitely every Sunday, but I've just been getting too much interesting stuff to talk about. So I started doing a midweek video also. Love it. Um, so we exist live on Facebook. You you probably know, but if not, you can find us under Conversations Official as our main page. And then our community discussion happens in the Conversations Official Facebook group. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Discord. Uh, and all of those links can be found at conversationsofficial.com find them. Also, I have one request of everybody who's listening. If you could please, please, please do me a solid. It would amazingly help out conversations. If you can go onto the YouTube or one of our podcast platforms and let it play all night while you sleep, you can mute me. It doesn't matter. But if you can like and subscribe and stream me, those streams go a very long way into awesome. monetization, which um, if this can monetize uh, I can do more and deeper and better. And I would like to move into some one-on-one, -on -one, um, uh, you know, just like spiritual counseling as well. So, uh, but monetization will allow me to do those things. So please check out conversationsofficial.com. Please stream conversations on any platform you can, particularly YouTube and Apple podcasts. Elizabeth, you are the bomb. Oh, look at Thank you. You're on it. Yep. I'm like, let me do this right now. I've Thank never had so someone much. do it while they're on the video. I love that so much. Uh, Elizabeth, you're a doll. I you. really, really feel felt really connected with you and I cannot wait to chat more. 
Thank you so much for coming on and I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye everybody. This has been the Conversations Podcast. Thank you so much for joining. If you have any questions or comments or just want to get involved, feel free to join the conversation on social media. You can find us at Conversations Official on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please don't forget to rate, follow, and share this podcast. We're available on Anchor, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for joining the conversation.